Colleen, I yes. am dying to know how the refined launch went. Okay. First of all, let's not call it a launch because it wasn't really a launch. It was letting people know they can buy it thing. Right. So it went poorly. <gasps> no. But I don't think that, I don't want to say poorly. I don't know if that's the right word. It was a good step in the right direction, but we did not get any sales based off of that email. Did you get any sales after that email? No. So how many sales have you had? I want to say five total over the course of the product. So we didn't get any, and all five of those people like had found us on Twitter or knew us. So we did not get any stranger money. Hmm. Oh, I'm, I've been like binging Hammerstone podcast this week. Um, <laughs> I feel so bad. We haven't been able to make that recording happen, by the way. Like we have been so slammed. And like, I was just talking to Matisse earlier. It's like, yeah, like, weren't we going to, like, do that this week? And he's like, yeah, I can, like, no, yeah, we can do that. And it's like, but isn't it going to take several hours to deploy it? And we're in the middle of a massive server migration. And, like, and it's like, oh, yeah, I guess so. So it was like, okay, so maybe next week we're going to do it? Like, I th- here's what I think the deal is, Michelle. I think that our primary product is not for Nova. And we have created the Nova integration for people like you, and we have another Nova client. But ultimately, you know, Aaron and I talked a little bit about this on the Hammerstone podcast, which hasn't come out yet, which is why you haven't heard it. But ultimately, the way Laravel does its pricing, so I guess the way Taylor prices Nova and other Laravel software packages is he has a huge reach. So things are very, very inexpensive. And so there is a theory, we have a theory that like Laravel devs expect really, really good software to be really, really cheap. And so Nova is only $300 once. So for us to come in on top of that with no marketing, with just, hey, we're nice, you should buy our software and to price it at $1,000 annually, I think that's a hard sell for people that don't have this pain point or they don't, it doesn't feel incredibly painful to them. And I think a lot of that too is on me and Aaron. We got something out there to get something out there, but we didn't do, we didn't do any kind of drip emails. We didn't do any kind of marketing emails and our landing page is so much better than it was, but people are still confused when they go to our landing page in terms of like what the product does. So What I'm trying to say is, of course, it was a disappointment. Like, wouldn't it have been amazing if we sent one email and got five sales? We sent one email and got zero sales. Of course, that's a disappointment, but it's just, it's just the foot off the block, right? This is just the starting point. So something in there that I think we should dive into a bit more, because I don't, I think I disagree with you that this is something specific to Laravel developers, but you said something in there that I think is worth exploring which is that for people who do not experience this problem or who don't regularly experience this problem it's too expensive which is a broadly applicable concept right like this is when we're talking about you know customer interviews 
Like, talk to the people who have a frequent and painful, who experience that problem frequently and painfully, right? Because if you try to sell me something, even if it's amazing, but I don't experience that problem or I experience it once a year for 10 minutes, I'm just not going to buy something to solve it because it's not a problem in my life. And so I think it's less that like people who use Laravel are not used to paying a high price for that. Like, by the way, the way I read his pricing is that it's like there's very much an element of agencies baked into that and like freelance developers who like, yes, it's only $300 per site. But if you're a freelance developer who's building, you know, 12 sites a year or more or an agency, that adds up really quickly, right? They're just not necessarily paying for it themselves. I don't know. I guess we should just ask Taylor what his pricing <laughs> philosophy is uh, rather than trying to guess it. But um, but yeah, so I think it's maybe a question of that you just haven't found the people that experience it like painfully enough. And like, you know, I like you and Aaron were talking on the Hammerstone podcast about how managers probably experience this. The general problem of like, I would rather buy a tool than have my developers spend 20 hours building something than the developers who are like, oh, I could just spend a week working on that. No problem. And and so I know your your Laravel list is like mostly people from Aaron's Laracon talk, right? And so I wonder right. if this list is just mostly those developers who look at that and say, oh, I could do that myself and not their managers who are like, yeah, I'm sure you could do that, but I need you doing other things. So I'm just going to pay a thousand bucks and then we're good. Can you just deploy this, please? Right. Like, right. I, that's what I wonder is is going on. Well, and I think there might be another aspect, too, whereas Nova is an admin dashboard. So I think I can hypothesize that most of Nova use is internal, whereas if you have a public facing site and you need filtering, and so if it's internal, maybe you're not doing it that often, or you know how to write SQL, so you just write your SQL or whatever. Uh, I mean, I'm in Nova. I have I basically constantly have a Nova tab open. I'm using okay. it all the time during the day, and I do not not know how to write SQL. So, okay, neither of what you just said is true for me. Okay, and I so bought your I thing. Take it back then. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I know you back. and I like you and that influenced my decision but it was also like hey like I could just quickly look this up and not go have to like use metabase sweet sweet and I think you're right I think that list we have like it's a good list but also those might not be the people that are buying and we have people interested on the rail side I think we're gonna do a proper or kind of like a bigger deal launch when the Laravel total thing not just the nova integration but like when the laravel thing is done which is like in a month so i think what i'm trying to say is is yeah we didn't we didn't knock it out of the park we didn't even like hit it to first base but the process of forcing ourselves to do this you know we launched the landing page we got tons of feedback we have this time to really work on our copy and our site and to really work on how we are going to present this like what is the elevator pitch for this thing I I think the next couple weeks Aaron and I are really going to drill down into that and so hopefully when it's done in a month and we do another launch for Laravel and we're going to do a bigger deal launch when we do it for Laravel we will find more interested people you know to extend that baseball metaphor and 
my apologies to all of our European listeners who are going to have no idea what I'm talking about. It wasn't a home run. It wasn't a first base. It was kind of a strikeout, but this was a foul ball strikeout. You were like, there was effort. (laughs) There was genuine effort and learnings from this, right? You've learned things from it. You didn't just stand there and look at the ball as it went by three times, right? Like, you were actually up there giving this a solid effort and you have been learning things from it. And I think you can, I think that is a very respectable strikeout. I think what's frustrating though, Michelle, is we felt like we felt the pull mm. of the market. And maybe the pull is Laravel. It's not Nova. Like we knew Nova was a special integration. But I think, I mean, we're definitely disappointed. Yeah. However, this is the game, right? Like this is what happens. It is so rare for people to just have a magical, like they send an email and and it's flying off the shelves. Like, I think we have a great product. I think people want this product. I think where we have failed and what we are trying to do better is communicate the value of this product. And I think once we can figure that out, this is going to be, this is going to be the thing. Like it's going to be really successful. Um, but of course, like, yeah, of course you just want it to work without Without putting too much work into <laughs> That'd be it. Nice, right? <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? I mean, I think you need to be better at communicating the value of it to the people that would value it. Yes, I agree. And that is the challenge. How do you do that? And I think we're going to write up some like case studies of how you can use this tool to you know, make your life better, do certain like really specific things. But yeah, absolutely. And honestly, once the, once we're able to get together, um, and actually, you know, help you guys integrate it. And I I can't wait, I still can't wait like to get your feedback on that because I think that's going to be really instructive in terms of like how much time it's going to save you once it's integrated. Honestly, so like we've struggled to figure out how to do that meeting because it was like, I was like talking to Matthias about it and he's like, so are they just going to like watch me write some code in terminal and then we're all going to sit there for three hours as it deploys? Right. Can't you just install it locally so we can show you how it works? Yeah. I mean, that's what we considered was installing it just on, on staging. Um, actually, we have yeah. to install it on staging anyway. Um, okay. Because we can't show you our customer data. I'm sorry. I love right, you, right. but you know, I have... <laughs> contracts I need to abide by and like you know privacy I need to respect um that whole thing so I could we could install it on staging but then in order for you to get like a genuine like oh my gosh wow this is so cool reaction out of me like I need to actually be using it with production data and also we need to make sure that like it doesn't overtax our databases and I accidentally run a really expensive query in terms of computing and I don't want to accidentally like take something down which is like something we worry about with metabase it's like don't query this database like you got know. it so um yes. yeah we have we actually we were talking about that the other day and we have to figure it out and yeah no like I really want to make that happen but then it ended up being really complicated once we actually thought it through but we'll find a way to make that happen yeah, we're like, maybe like we can like record ourselves as we install it and then. Well, it doesn't have to be video either, right? Yeah. Like more than anything, we just want your feedback. I mean, even if you're like, we can't meet, we're just going to do it ourselves. Yeah. 
but we can help you. Like if you're worried about taking down a database, like you have a query in the past that's taken down a database. I mean, we can advise you on that. Yeah. Yeah. I need to, we basically need to make sure there's like safeguards on our end so that we, uh, yeah. So we, we have to think about, and it's been, it's been busy. Um, so the other thing you said on Hammerstone podcast that I wanted to ask about and so you said that you need to sell, what, 30, 40, 50 licenses a month in order to... No. No? Wait, keep going. In order to support you being full-time in August? No, five, five licenses, licenses a month. Five licenses a month. Okay. No, you need 30,000 <laughs> a month? Was Or no, what was... Why am I thinking about 30 of something? Okay, I don't know. I have no idea Whatever. why you're thinking it about is, 30. It is late in the day. We're going to blame it on that. Okay, you need five licenses a month. Yes. In order to support you being full-time in August. Yes. Considering this launch that you just had, how are you feeling about the achievability of that by August? I still feel good about it. You do? Which seems totally out of sync with the reality of what just happened. But you're, I, like your spirit animal is a golden retriever. Like so I would <laughs> I like you're so sweet. <laughs> I would ex- kind of expect that to you. But I would also expect you to. I mean you said you were disappointed. But like you're so you're still like you're still feeling like that's achievable. Yeah. I don't think this is a signal of anything bad. I think this is just I think what we learned is we have got to work on our copy. We have got to work on our marketing. I think we have learned, to your point, this list is probably developers who are interested in the tech. What I have found talking to a lot of people is usually the decision person on this is someone is a manager because they think of time value differently than a developer. And the pricing is weird. It's out of sync for Nova. I mean, people, I, I get that. So I, I don't have any, I'm not worried about it at all. I mean, ask me in a month after we've launched Laravel for Laravel, like just the straight up Laravel, and we'll see where we are. Laravel, Is that the product name like, Laravel for Laravel? Laravel for Laravel. <laughs> Speaking of product name, we should talk about that next because people are super confused. <laughs> well, um, so once I listened to the podcast, I haven't listened to it in a while, admittedly. I don't. Listen, I actually don't listen to a lot of podcasts, but if I have a long drive, then I will listen. And then you started talking about how amazing all my ideas were, so then I like kept listening. Um, so <laughs> You're like, oh, she talks yeah, about me. Is, okay, good to know. This is a know. great self-esteem boost. Like, um, <laughs> so, because you have, you have like Sidecar, which is a Laravel thing, right? Like people were really psyched about that. And then... Yes. Uh, no, Aaron did Torchlight. a torchlight, the highlighting thing. Aaron did mm-hmm. something with Lambda, but I don't remember what it, I think that was something on. That was Sidecar. That's the Lambda thing. That's okay. Sidecar. Yeah. And then there's other stuff. So then it made sense to me why there's Hammerstone. I guess the name Hammer, I, I, I guess I don't really get that name. Um, I don't either. Okay. I yeah. talk to Aaron about Yeah, that. I mean, it's cool, but it's like, you're not making, you know, I don't know, like reproduction Viking clothing or something. Like, I feel like that's like that, <laughs> like, you know, like it's like Hammerstone meadery, you know, like. Okay, so I want to talk uh, to you about yeah. this name because all those other packages we have, like none of those are for, I mean, Torchlight is for sale, but we don't anticipate that being like a big moneymaker where we might open source that. So I feel like, I was thinking about that actually, my friend brought up that like Wildbit owns Postmark, but they're, they feel independent, right? Like mm. when you go to Postmark's website, it doesn't say Postmark by Wildbit. Well, also because right? Wildbit sold it. 
Well, before yeah. that though, no more. I know they sold it, but before that, right? Before they sold it, like it was their company, but it felt like if you went on their site, if you Googled them, like it felt independent. Mm. And I bring that up because maybe instead of calling it refined by Hammerstone, like that's ridiculous. Maybe we should just call it Hammerstone or maybe we should just call it refine. But I do think, and I got to talk to Aaron about this. I do think there is an opportunity because now if someone Googles, what if they heard on the podcast that I call it refine and they Google refine query builder, like nothing's going to show up. So I feel like there is some opportunity. People seem really confused about the name thing. And I feel like we should fix that since this is the product we want to make money somehow, whether we just call it Hammerstone or we just call it refine. I don't know. I'm open to suggestions. I mean, it's also worth doing a trademark search and just checking that there isn't another piece of software out there called refine, because if there is, and then you eventually this becomes a like a big thing and you want to trademark it, like you could have to change your name or you could get a cease and desist from somebody. So it's worth just going on the patent and, and trademark office's website and just checking that as well. Yeah. I mean, like I said, we're going to spend the next couple of weeks really, really all, I mean, obviously we still work, have our jobs, but really thinking about this, like giving this marketing stuff some like real time because it seems a little confusing right now. I would focus more on selling than I would on the marketing and the name right now. I feel like people get really hung up on like names and logos and color schemes when they're trying to launch a business when they should be focusing on launching a business. Like you can always change that stuff later. Okay. So talk to me about what you think that looks like. So this is interesting because Aaron on, on Hammerstone pod was also talking about how like he has a lot of experience with marketing but not necessarily with sales and I guess you've done a I mean as a as a consultant you've done a little bit of sales right you have to like sell like you have to like write proposals and stuff like that like yeah I do yeah I feel like I I kind of get it I mean I I feel like I know how to close and yes I have to write proposals but hopefully you don't have to do that um yeah well and I don't know I mean how would you even let's let's like practically think about this like so we have a handful of people that have purchased it. What is the next step? I mean, so if you if you feel like your target customer is managers in an organization that use Laravel, mm-hmm. then you need to figure out who those people are and where they are and how you can get in front of them. Okay. Now, I want to talk to you about something, though. Okay. Because... You are an ideal customer of the Nova because you are in Nova every day. You don't want to write custom SQL. You want what you want. And yet you have not yet installed it. Yeah, because we got stuff going on. Like we're, you know, I want to install right, so I guess, it, but like, okay, you know, server migrations but it's and not s- feature built. Like there's all this stuff that was like already happening. Like, yes, I we have some flexibility in our roadmap, but it's not like it can just... Okay. Change. Try this on for size. Do you know what I mean? Like it takes time. I do. If you didn't know me, if I wasn't like your best friend, you're kind of obligated. (laughs) If you didn't know me and you were like, wow, this metabase is really pissing me off and you stumbled upon our landing page, do you think you would have bought it? Uh, I don't think I would have stumbled upon it. Well, there's more likely is that I'm... I'm trying to do something in Metabase and then I'm like 
Matthias, how do I do this? Is this the right thing again? Like, you know, whatever. And he's like, oh, let me put my headphones down and come over and I'll help you with it. And like, he's very patient with me, right. but like I'm interrupting him. And then so in all likelihood, he sees this on Hacker News and is like, hey, like we should do this. So you, you know, stop bugging me with help writing queries that and then right. I would be so, like, yeah, probably. I don't know if I would buy it at a thousand dollars, but I don't. I mean, also, I like in the beginning, I think it's OK if it's like your friends who are supporting you because like me being like, I don't know this thing. Like, what is it? But then do you have like testimonials on your website right now? We have one. OK, yeah. Like, we need me writing a testimonial that's like, this is so great. I don't have to go into Metabase and write SQL anymore. Yay, buy it. So worth it, right? But two things I I think you said that were interesting, and I agree, like, having your friends support you in the beginning is awesome because you get, we're going to get such good feedback and great ideas. I love supporting my friends and it being a business expense. Like, it's just like this amazing... There was like, I think I bought, um, what was it? Oh, it was Peter's thing, Reform, the other, the other re thing. And QuickBooks like categorized it as a donation. And I was like, where's the lie? Like, where's the lie? That's amazing. (laughs) You know, so it's like, yeah. So this is, but what I took from what you just said, which was interesting, is you use Metabase and that's a pain point. So maybe one place I can look would be like Metabase forums Mm -hmm. for people's pain points. Yeah, people trying to use SQL. People trying to use SQL who are frustrated. I need that. We're trying to like, figure out how to use person. Metabase. Yeah, like maybe yep. like product people who not only managers, but also like the product people who need or are in a small enough organization that they don't have a BI team. They're asking developers to, you know, like, can you give me a list of right. all of the users in the last exactly. month who have done this because they need to like send an email or do whatever or do some analysis. So small enough that they don't have a BI team. They're using Laravel, they're using Nova, and yeah, the, like the product people. And then find them, you know, whether they're... The thing is, is like you could probably go on Stack Overflow and find people asking questions about like, I'm trying to write this SQL query to work with Metabase, but like, do you know that they're working with Laravel and with Nova, right? Like there's like... There's a lot there's of a pieces lot of there pieces right there. now. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, no, that's that's really good. That's, you know, that's a good kind of to think through that flow. And I think what we are going to do, uh, Aaron and I are going to see each other next week. Yay, for our workshop. Oh, my God, and that's next so, week, right? It's not, girl. Is it, it ready? Is next week. Oh, yeah, I finished it. I've oh. just been, it's been a lot. Like, I'm going to be honest, Michelle, like, I'm a pretty happy person. You know me Golden really retriever. well. But when we got no sales and I had to build that workshop from scratch. Sad golden I retriever. The- <laughs> I <was just> <laughs> Dude, I totally was. <laughs> it's like, this is terrible. Uh, Why did I agree to do this? What, what do they call it? The, the, uh, the trough of sorrow. Have you ever seen that graph? Oh, dude. Yeah. I was so in the trough of sorrow, like two, whenever that was, two weeks ago. I was like, this sucks. <laughs> Why am I doing this? Yeah, that's the trough of sorrow. Um, yeah. I feel like, you know, it wasn't a trough. It's more of a dip. But, you know, that's what I remind myself. That's part of the game, right? These emotional The water bowl lows of sorrow of for this. your golden retriever. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, yeah. So, it's done now. I just have to practice it. But it was a lot. I mean, putting together the workshop was 
ton of work. It was a tremendous amount of work. And so I just want it to be over with. How long is truthfully. the um, Well, so here's the interesting thing. It's supposed to be 90 minutes. I have no idea how long it's actually going to take. I think, you know, we have ton. We can just keep going and going, right? We can just, like, I can do this for all day. But I have prepared what I think will take approximately that amount of time. And, um, you know, someone who has given a lot of workshops told me it always takes longer than you think. Because you're like, oh, I'm going to give you 10 minutes to do this thing. And then someone's dependencies are out of whack or someone can't get the, you know, they don't have Docker installed or whatever. That always happens. So it's been a whole thing. But anyway, I give it next Can Tuesday. Can you send people like a list? It's like, hey, like make sure your dependencies are in order and like, you know, make yeah, sure you have but people Docker. don't do it. so I got a cloud IDE git pod I got it set up in git pod so for those that do not have the correct like can't get the repo running like they can just it's pretty cool it's like one click and it um it's the whole IDE and it runs the server for you and it has all the dependencies in it which I got set up yesterday which was a huge pain yeah so it'll be good I think the workshop's gonna be great I do but I also just want it to be over yeah and then I guess you feel anyway. like after RailsConf, you can really focus on selling this. That's what I, yes, that's exactly how I feel. So I think, you know, Aaron and I have a lot of things to talk about. We have a lot of feedback. I'm going to see him, which will be really good. And our plan for the next, like, is just to push on the marketing and sales. Like, just really get out there, try stuff, Um while we have a contractor finishing up the front end for Laravel and Vue, we have a different contractor working on Vue and it's going to be all themed and amazing. And so that's almost done. So that's going to be done in a couple of weeks. The Rails stuff is almost done. So I still think in the next like two to three months, a lot is, oh, it's May. <laughs> I just realized it's May, May, June, July, August, well, whatever. Um, in the next two to three months, things are really going to pick up. So... I heard you talking about a lot of building stuff. There was less like marketing the stuff in there, even though you just talked about marketing it. Like, have you guys thought about, you know, I mean, I know Aaron's done this a bunch in the past, like posting more stuff on Twitter about just what you're working on so people are aware of it and can see it in action, even as you're working. Like, like I feel like you're holding this really close to your chest. And are we? Kind of. I mean, you didn't even tell anybody about it for like, yeah, like how long was it between the time people could actually buy the Nova thing and then you actually sent the email like two months? Yeah, I I know. I know. We're not we're not doing that anymore. We're going to change that cadence. Aaron didn't want to do a big tweet thread about Nova because he wants to save like save that social capital for Laravel since we're so close. But um yeah. But even just stuff like you're that. working on, like, hey, like I'm building this la- like Rails thing and like it's not complete, but like here's what I did today. Like people love yeah, that. That's a great idea. Like just po- yeah, like, yeah, just no, like I'm building in. public stuff, except you're like 95% built. And I mean, yeah. Yeah. I usually do that. I think we've been distracted. He has been, he had his lair cast he had to finish and I had to do the workshop. Mm. So we've both been kind of heads down in this like kind of busy work-ish kind of thing. But you will see more of that. That's obviously a great idea and something we need to we need. And to so do. you're at RailsConf next re- week, and the Rails yes. thing is is that going to be refined for Rails or or yeah? Okay. 
Is that so? That's not going to be available for sale at RailsConf. It's super close, but it's not quite ready yet. So we still have like a few little bugs we got to iron out. Man, no, because that's next week. But like, it's I mean, so close, almost. And so then your goal for the conference next week is to talk to people and drum up interest in this. And yes, like. Have you thought about doing a pre-order of it so that people at RailsConf can pre-order it? That's an interesting idea. Then so you're not waiting until the launch? That's an interesting idea. Like just having a simple landing page where they can pre-order it for, I don't know, how much are you going to sell it for? We're going to sell it for the same. For $1,000? a year. So put up a landing page that says they can buy it, you know, for, I don't know, $7.99 or something if they pre-order it. That's a great idea. Um... <laughs> and like join next, a wait in the list, next right uh yeah let me talk to Aaron about that so I mean we have some like you gotta have something to do on the plane right, right, right yeah. <laughs> it's like you know I was talking oh because Stripe announced their mark docs or whatever yesterday that everyone's so excited about and the reason they're so excited about it is because we have like, here's the problem we have. And I'm just going to rant a little bit. So Aaron did our, and I had the same problem with simple file upload. Landing pages are so much harder than they need to be. So what you just said made total sense. I should just throw up a landing page. But ours is in Laravel, which I don't even have running locally. So I can't just throw up a landing page. So then I'd have to spin up like another domain and or you know a subdomain and link to it from our main domain. I guess it's not hard. It's just like, I don't know. You're selling a Laravel product. Maybe you should have some passing familiarity with it, at least as it pertains to your marketing website. Like, yeah. what if there's a day when, like, you need a sales call and somebody's like, and, like, Aaron isn't available? Yeah. Like, I think, too, I mean, I don't know. I guess this just goes back to, like, where do you do your landing pages? Like, how do you do your landing pages? Yeah, that's um, true. You know what I should do, Michelle? Like, let's simplify this. You're right. That feels a little overwhelming because I still have to practice this workshop and get on an airplane. But why don't I, what is that, that one page thing everyone loves? It's not carbon. Cards? Yeah. Why don't I just do a card on a subdomain? Do a card plus one of those Stripe uh, checkout links. Yeah. Card. And then also you have a MailChimp, you have a MailChimp thing set up, right? So you can have a MailChimp form. We have MailChimp set up. We can segment like... I think we have a reform. I got to talk to Aaron about this. We have a reform too that he's been using. Oh, does that like, feed into the him. MailChimp thing? Or Yeah. Okay. Right now we have a reform that feeds into the MailChimp, but that would be easier to segment using that as opposed to like what I do on Simple File Upload where I actually write the code to segment in the app. Yeah. Um, why? Yeah. yeah. I, you know what? That's what I should do. I feel like that's the fastest is spin up a card. Doesn't have to be perfect. Stripe checkout link. Doesn't have to be perfect. I'm going to try that. Give people a discount okay. for pre-ordering. on the plane. Like... Say it's going to be available, I don't know, say like June 1st or whatever, and then, or July 1st, and then say if you pre-order it right now, like $7.99. Yes. I love this idea. Okay. I'm in. Good plan. I think we're good. Um, Okay. Would you like to read our list of uh, sponsors this week? Okay. Yes. Okay. Huge thanks to all of our listeners who've become software socialites and support our show. You can become a supporter for $10 a month or $100 a year at softwaresocial.dev backslash supporters. Chris from Chipper CI, the daringly handsome Kevin Griffin, Mike from Gently Used Domains, Dave from Recut, Max of Online or Not, Stefan from Talk to Stefan, Brendan 
of BrightBits, Aaron from Tuple, Alex Hillman from the Tiny MBA, Rami from Memo.fm, Jane and Benedict from UserList, Kendall Morgan, Ruben Gomez of SignWell, Corey Haynes of SwipeWell, Mike Wade of CrowdSentry, Nate Ritter of RoomSteals, Anna Mast of SubscribeSense, Jeff Roberts from Outseta, Justin Jackson from MegaMaker, Jack Ellis and Paul Jarvis from Fathom Analytics, Matthew from Appointment Reminder, Andrew Culver at Bullet Train, John Coster, Alex of Corso Systems, Richard from Stunning, Josh, the annoyingly pragmatic founder, Ben from Consent Kit, John from Credo and Editor Ninja, Cam Sloan, Michael Copper of Nusi Proposals, Chris from URL Box, Callie of Toslet, Greg Park from Trait Lab, Arvid Call, James Sowers from Castaway.fm, Nathan of Develop Your UX, Jessica Malnick. Isn't that such a nice list to read? Like, it is, it's so it is a like, fun heartwarming list. to like <laughs> read. Yeah. <that>. Okay. <laughs> You've got a lot of work to do. Uh, can I just take a nap? <laughs> no, Colleen. Okay, okay. Actually, I guess golden retrievers do nap. So, yes. I was joking with my husband. I literally have to go to a conference to get some sleep. I was like, <laughs> that was like the first two days are going to be RailsConf. And then the last day, I'm just going to spend the whole day in my hotel room. So I guess I won't talk to you next week. It'll be two weeks then. Yeah, it'll be yeah, two weeks. Because you're um, at RailsConf. I'll be at RailsConf next okay. week. Yeah. I will talk right, to cool. you in two weeks. <laughs> Bye. Huge thanks to all of our listeners who've become software socialites and support our show. Chris from Chipper CI the daringly handsome Kevin Griffin, and Mike from Gently Used Domains, who has a nice personality, Dave from Recut, Max of Online or Not, Stefan from Talk to Stefan, Brendan Andrade of BrightBits, Team Tuple, Alex Hillman from the Tiny MBA, Rami from Hovercode and Rocket Gems, Jane and Benedict from UserList, Kendall Morgan, Ruben Gomez of Signwell, Corey Haynes of Swipewell, Mike Wade of CrowdSentry, Nate Ritter of RoomSteals, Anna Mast of SubscribeSense, Jeff Roberts from Outseta, Justin Jackson, MegaMaker, Jack Ellis and Paul Jarvis from Fathom Analytics, Matthew from Appointment Reminder, Andrew Culver at Bullet Train, John Coster, Alex of Corso Systems, Richard from Stunning, Josh the Annoyingly Pragmatic Founder, Ben from ConsentKit, John from Credo and Editor Ninja, Cam Sloan, Michael Copper of Nusi Proposals, Chris from URL Box, Callie of Toslet, Greg Park from Trait Lab, Adam from Rails Autoscale, Lana and Alex from Recapsi, Joe Mazzalotti of RailsDevs.com, Proud Mama from Applenet LLC, Anna from Cradle, Monsef from Ruby on Mac, Steve of Be Inclusive, Simon Bennett of Snapshooter Backups, Josh Smith of Keyhero.io, Jesper Christensen of Form Backend, Matthew of Works Cited, Chris of JetBoost.io, Daryl Shannon of Docomatic, Larabelles, a community for Larabelle developers underrepresented due to their gender. Brendan from Feederloop. Pascal from Sharpen.Page. Lynn Romick from Conbini. Arvid Call, James Sowers from Castaway.fm. Jessica Malnick. Damian Moore of Audio Audit Podcast Checker. Eldon from Nodal Studios. Mitchell Davis from RecruitKit.